Just feel comfortable. Ready? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, come one, come all. It is the Palma Podcast. Welcome to the Palmer Podcast. I'm Alec. I'm Danny. And we're just going to kick it off with uh, an episode about... What are we talking about? Sausage. <laughs> sausage. This is a little something for the boys over at Johnsonville. We know sausage. A little sponsor plug, I see. Impromptu ad. I like it. If what is this episode about? I was thinking we could just start talking about us and how we met, maybe, what we're into. Just kind of give the people some background. All right. All right. This is officially episode one of the Palma podcast. So, you know, we had a little technical difficulty earlier, so we're trying to figure this this out. Um, hopefully, we'll get it get it figured out soon, but... We're just struggling right now, but you know, it's been a bumpy ride at this point. Long story short, this podcast should have taken place at about, I'll say, five o'clock this evening, at, at the latest. Yeah, we're looking at ten o five p.m. Ten o five p.m. Many, many technical difficulties. Mileage in the book, too. Yeah, let's just say a trip or two, the store and back, and multiple there was some mix-ups and it's still not working out so i'm a little hit guitar center if anybody from guitar center is listening i'm currently angry with you uh but the boys wrong you really did nobody's in support apparently we're out here against all odds but but the thing is you can try to hold us down you can try to keep us back you can try we're gonna keep going though but this is a freight train, frankly. Yeah, you're not you're not stopping this. It's uh, you know, we're here and we're fighting. Anyway, enough of that, I suppose. Let's uh, just get into it. Get we're, loose. We're here in Phoenix for the weekend, and feels great. We're we're back we're back together. Danny's typically out of town, but we're together. We're kicking it off. Trying to get this underway, start it sooner than later, is the goal. But sometimes just things don't work out. Let me start this off by saying, uh, let me just get this off my chest. I'm incredibly excited to play golf tomorrow. You don't even know. I wait. I will happily go out there and shank 18 tee shots tomorrow with a smile. Absolutely. I'll be there. The fact that we're just swinging the sticks, that's what matters. That's all that matters. So, if it's great, it's great. If it's poor, it's still great. There's no losing. We're at a win-win game here. We're in Phoenix with a high of 81 degrees, I think it is, tomorrow? I think so. Something like that. It's it's a beautiful day. In October? It's just it's been touching high nineties recently, so we'll take it. 
this is the time of the year here in here in Arizona where the uh, the prices get nice and prickly. Hmm. They're not friendly. The That's courses cool. start to look good, and the prices start to look hairy. You know, you can't win, but you know, we uh, we're gonna go out there and we're gonna have fun. That's all that matters. You know, we hope. We'll see. We'll see how the, this really goes. But the idea of Palma is to document and share the lifestyle Danny and I lead, whether that's golf, running, mountain biking, whatever it is. The idea is you you will have a piece of the action. You'll get to see what's going on in our lives if. And maybe we can inspire you to tackle your dreams. I don't know. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. But maybe that's a good good time to get into what we're about. So I'll, I'll let you kick it off, Danny, over here. Well, I think it's important to start at the beginning. Um, let's start with the inception of, of the boys. Yeah. So this goes back to, I'm going to say I was a sophomore in high school so uh, that would make me what 16 16 all right so i'm gonna say 16 well the fact of the matter is that we would have had to have played baseball against each other in middle school one time or another yeah it had to have happened but one way or another we were we were ships in the night (laughs) missed it Okay, so sophomore, it was the summer before I was a sophomore in high school. So I had to be about either 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and little fetus skater joined the old summer ball team for baseball. I did. Um, so we're out there at Boulder Creek High School, hometown, rep. Anthem, Arizona. Go Jags. <laughs> and uh, so... I'm out there. At this point, I'm a catcher. I weigh about 85 pounds soaking wet. Little, We're little ones back in the day. We're skinny. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to say 85 pounds soaking wet. I was about five foot six on a good day. Um, you know, the catcher's gear looked like... It kind of looked like, you know, somebody uh, was packing me up to do one of those things where you jump on the bounce house and then you stick to the Velcro wall. <laughs> That was me behind the plate. Um, You know, sometimes, you know, in baseball, a batter wants to have a a small strike zone. But when you have that small of a catcher, everyone's strike zone is very small. Fair. That's that's a good strategy. The fact of the matter is if you're not going to put it right down the pipe, I can't reach it. That's a great strategy. I'll take good call on the coaches. Coaching staff was on was on their A game at that point. Anyways, here I am in the dugout. Summer baseball is about forty five billion degrees. <laughs> that's there's no way that's not how hot it was. And everybody, you know, everybody's taking the field. They're taking grounders, whatever. I'm just putting my knee pads on because I don't do grounders. Because nobody does grounders. Not you know. So. Uh, I hear all, you know, there's a lot of chatter on the baseball field. Baseball is a game of chatter. A lot of chirping going on. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of gators. I'm hearing a lot of ooh, gator this, gator that. And I'm thinking, what the hell? What is that? What is it? Why are we yelling? Get, first of all, we're the Jaguars. <laughs> Second of all, we're in Arizona. We don't have any gators here. There are no gators in this space. I have no idea what this means. So finally, I'm fed up. 
I'm over it. And I'm going, what the hell is it? Why are we yelling Gator? What is the Gator about? And my good buddy, Jake Arnold, uh, points him out to me. Says, look over there. See the kid at shortstop. That's that kid's name is Gator. And I go, first of all, no, it's not. <laughs> first of all, that can't be true. The one and only. Um, That's him over there. And I know for a fact that Jake knew your name, but he just stuck to his guns. So, wow. so I want to be honest. First instinct was like, you know, who does this kid think he is? His name's Gator. I don't think so. Then this kid, okay, so mind you, I'm 80 pounds soaking wet, five foot five on a phenomenal day. I'm going to say Gator was probably, <laughs> how tall were you, what you think, when you were a freshman in high school? Freshman in high school, mm, not, I don't know. You couldn't, you couldn't have been any taller than me. No, I was little. I was, a, I was a young one. I was 13. Yeah, so you, you might have been as tall, but you certainly weren't any taller. I certainly didn't look like I was supposed to be there. We were probably we were probably right about the exact same size. So eighty pounds, five foot five. I think his head was probably a little bigger than mine. He had a big head then. His, he grew into his head. I did. I did. It was weird. But at that point in time, it was a it was a dome. It was a noggin. It it, it was. I'm not gonna lie. <clears throat> Anyways, this but, is besides the point. But you know, not necessarily a specimen out there at the shortstop called there were, Gator there was of all no, things. There were no. There were no. People looking at me like that guy's a force to be reckoned with. Let's put it that exactly. Way. So I'm like, okay, Gator. If that's even no, this ball comes hard to the shortstop. Gator feels it as if he's in the middle of the freaking Nutcracker. Looks beautiful as it could be, and the Apollo 13 launches off of his shoulder <laughs> at the first. Bit. I mean, a cannon. <laughs> this was an absolute rocket. <laughs> 80 pounds. It had to have taken every ounce of muscle and more in his body. He's using some kind of a scientific. He's using the air. <laughs> I have a propeller behind me. Something. I don't, it was a miracle of modern science, but this was a, an absolute laser beam. <laughs> I, did, and, I had a tendency to sling it. From then on, I I had no complaints for the name. Full acceptance. I earned it. I full Gator. acceptance of the name Fair. Gator. Fair enough. Um, and at this point, I'm like a, I mean, not at this point, I'm always a year older, but <laughs> at all times, I am a year older. But I was a year older and a year, I had already played a year yes. on the freshman baseball team. Yes. You and were, you were you trying were out for the freshman baseball team. I was, was going to be on JV that year. I was coming in. Coming so, I'm all, so I'm already, you know, I'm looking down. This is a go, this, this is a grasshopper. <laughs> and immediately I was like, oh, never mind. That was an absolute cannon. I'm not even going to try to talk to this he kid. He doesn't want it. He's got no time for me because that is laser beam. So I just let him be. I was like, yep, that kid's cool. I was packing some heat. But <clears throat> we actually became... We're friendly, you know. We didn't yeah. spend a lot of time together because I was always, you know, I yeah. ended up playing JV, so we, we weren't were, all we weren't with each other all the time. You no, know? but I mean, we were, you know, we we're baseball teammates yeah. as we're much on, as we, and, and we're also on a team of like forty-five right. kids. We're in the so club. like, you know, we knew each other. We're just boys from afar. That's right. Supporters. So, anyways, 
So anyways, you know, you move on. You think, all right, one time there's this kind of freshman team. His name is Gatorade out of Cannon. All right, That's moving enough on. Enough of that, yeah. So a couple years down the road, finish out my career at Boulder Creek. Um, I actually quit baseball after my junior year because uh, after like 75 miles an hour, I'm afraid of the ball. <laughs> so who is it? Honestly, if you if you are if you play professional baseball or college ball or high school ball, you're afraid. You're mentally ill. You're always afraid. It hurts. Nobody can say it doesn't hurt. It, be afraid. So call the quits. Um, I actually had a our catching coach at Boulder Creek. Uh, Coach Essery. You liked him, didn't you? Oh, did I ever? <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, I was the I was a god of picking. I would pick anything. You could you could throw that ball in the dirt anywhere you want. I'm snagging it. Nobody uh, but that involved. was that was nobody not good needed. enough. That was not good enough for him. Well, there was nobody. There was <laughs> there was nobody. <laughs> um, so homeboy decided that he was just gonna aim the. Uh, pitching machine at the ground in the bullpen. What a gem! What right a off, nice right guy. off the plate, um, and I was not allowed to use my glove. I'm just taking Why him off the collarbone. No glove. Put your body in front of it like you're Happy <clears throat> Gilmore in the batting cages. So I did that for one day of practice. He wouldn't let me leave the bullpen until I took 15, 15 balls off the chest. Square. After two, I'm crying. And I mean, I was never a catcher, but tell me if I'm wrong. My observation from short. No balls ever hit the pad. Never, ever. Not once. Either dead in the arm, dead in the leg. Yeah, you're either catching that shoulder bone, like right on the, just right on the circular mm. part, right on the ball in the Yum. socket. Yeah. Um, you get the occasional, like, so the knee pad goes, like, onto your kneecap, but if you go knees down, the top, the top of oh. your knee's exposed. Yep. Right That's there. a magnet. <laughs> That's a magnet. Come to daddy. Right in the knee. So took 15 of those, and that was my last day as a participating catcher. It's borderline abuse. <clears throat> yeah, I quit. That was it. Fair. Um, but anyways, so go on. Um, you know, Gator went on to pursue his volleyball career because he's like super good at it. So whatever. But I grew a little bit. So made my way down to uh, down to College Town. Arizona State University. How's that blue light? You like that? <laughs> blue light's piercing. <laughs> uh, so I make my way down to Arizona State University. Go Devils. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long story. We'll get into that at another time. Oh, but, boy. Um, <clears throat> anyway, home of the Sun Devils. That's right. And uh, so then once again, a year behind, I uh, – I'm a sophomore at this point. Gator yep. comes in as a freshman. That's right. We're both at the downtown campus because for some ungodly reason, we're both pre-med students at this point in time. It's a solid career choice, by the way. Like that was ever going to happen. <laughs> and uh, same same homie from the freshman team, Jake Arnold. That's right. Jake uh, Arnold. My roommate. Gator was his roommate, actually. That's yeah. right. And uh, we, we all met up for lunch one day. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy, Gator. He's fine. Yeah. Have him. Yep. That's cool. Um, Cat, oh, and Ro then. P Roma? What was it? Pizza place? Roma? Cafe Roma? Cafe Roma. Cafe Roma. That's a gem right there. I hope that's you ever still get exists. A, if you ever get a shot at Cafe Roma Pizza in downtown Phoenix. With the garlic knots? Ooh. Don't let it pass you by. It's worth it. 
Um, Cheap, too. Yeah, so then the flame really sparked. Um, I, I would... I would I would argue that from that day on, I probably saw him every day from then on until I moved to Washington. <laughs> if not twice a day. If not for like the whole 48 day. hours yeah. in a row. Yeah. Uh, that was just the way it was. Um, you know, Batman and Robin, but except we're both Batman. Yeah, pretty much. Or both Robin. <laughs> Bummer. Nothing wrong with Robin? Not really, though. When I was little, I wanted to be Robin. Don't ask me why. Just I don't have the answer. Left. You don't want to be Joseph Gordon? You know? What? That's true. But also, Batman. <laughs> yeah. So. We, we, I mean, <clears throat> wonderful story. You missed, like, the key moment where we realized we clicked. That's true. Why don't you, why don't you, okay. I'll bring that into the story. There you go. All right. I'll, I'll tell the same story from my perspective. I mean, granted, Danny nailed it as far as early baseball. Thank you. But he excluded that we did live in the same town going into middle school. He was across town, however. Like, he, he keeps mention, mentioning this Jake guy, right? Jake was probably Jake and a, a fella named Tanner who actually gave me the nickname Gator. We can get into that. Let's do that. All right. Bring it on. So, backstory. I moved to Arizona from Texas the summer before sixth grade, okay? I had played baseball my whole, pretty much my whole life. Played soccer, of course, as a youngin. As my dad did, you know, he kind of said, you know, play some soccer. I was, sure. So played some soccer, then played some, uh, some baseball once I realized that was kind of the cool thing to do with my friends and played some travel ball, went, or, went around as a young fourth fifth grader and then got the got the news from my parents oh you're, we're moving to arizona actually it's like what's in arizona so i was like, kind of bummed but you know is what it is then uh mosey my way on over the summer before and i thought i was all cool and all being all good at baseball from texas one of the notoriously you weren't wrong though talented athletic states more so football, but baseball was in the mix, sort of, at the time. And so I was like, all right, let's see what Arizona has. <laughs> Got a taste of the blue light, did you? The blue light's brutal. <laughs> so I uh, decided to take my talents, my baseball talents, over to Arizona. And I was like, all right, who's the best team in Arizona? And at the time, it was called the Mud Dogs. Scottsdale Mud Dogs. Oh, the Mud Dogs. So I Those went. clowns. And I went to a practice. I asked the co- we asked the coach, "Can I practice slash try out at the the practice?" And they're like, "Sure, come on ahead." And I had always played with my grade. And you kind of mentioned I was a young I was younger. I've always been one year younger than the average age in my grade. So if the average people in the grade were 14, I was 13, or whatever. I was born I'm born in I was born in uh, September, so I was always kind of young. So I decided to play at my grade level, my at the sixth grade level, where people were a year older than me, whatever. However, in sixth grade, people begin to grow or hit puberty or what have you. So I was some, I mean, aliens do not not us, <laughs> nobody that we know. But every person on the Mud Dogs was a man. I in remember my that. Mind. And so I went to practice or went to their practice, and this was the transition between. Uh, oh, what was the measurement? 
whatever the the baby step between t, like t-ball not t-ball but like coach like little league and 60 foot bases or 90 foot bases i'm sorry um they were now playing on the big boy field and mm. i went and in the Started warming up, you know, just throwing the ball around and all that. Um, put myself right at third base because that's where I played all of um, – in, te- in Texas, I was a third baseman. I had a relatively strong arm, I thought, or the coach thought. And I, cu- I could not make it on a line to first base <laughs> from third base. So the, – and then the coach was like, you know what, you have, you're pretty talented. You got some I range. I still can't make it on a line. <laughs> You're pretty talented. You have some range. Let's put you at short. See if you can make the throw. Still couldn't make a powerful throw, but nope. you know. So they're like, "All right, you're gonna play short for the rest of the rest of practice, but uh, we're gonna rotate in some some batters to the mix." I couldn't hit a ball out of the infield. Like, I mean, it would roll out of the infield, but I could not hit a ball past the dirt. But you hit the ball. I hit the ball, but I couldn't get it past the dirt. It was like. It was embarrassing. Anyway, kind of got sidetracked. I didn't make the team. <laughs> but So I realized, okay, this baseball thing in Arizona is pretty dang competitive. What else do we got? So I went and kind of dabbled around and got into this other team called the Gauchos, which I wound up sticking with for the, my entire – I never realized, like, the names on these teams that we played on. They're notorious. The Mud Dogs. Where did that come from? Just so, oh, just so everyone knows actually, how serious my my team was, I was on a little travel team called the Whackers. Whackers, baby. Nothing wrong with the Whackers Club. But uh, the Mud Dogs were named after the Mud Mud some team in like I'm gonna blow it. like the stat it was like one of the first teams I think. Okay. Somewhere in um, whatever. I remember I was on be on this team called the Sharks. I have no idea where in Arizona they were, but they were the Sharks, and I was like, "That's cool, want to be on that team." Yeah. And that was another team of like twelve-year-old, forty-five-year-old men. <laughs> it just wasn't for me. We didn't fit well in that regard. We were. Oh, man. We were always... I was a whacker through and through. <laughs> our co- our coach's name was Tally. We our head coach's name was Coach Tally, and that's Tally, baby. we were the Tally Whackers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a story. Uh, That's for real. Of and they actually, we were actually good. Like yeah, they played. won it. They won a national championship before I was on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, it was before. Yeah. But yeah. So we, I know the Whackers well. We played the club many a time. As, anyways, back to the Gauchos. Um, Glendale Gauchos was coached by the Glendale Community College coach at the time. I don't know how I wound up there, but it seemed to be a good fit. And go fighting artichokes. <laughs> no, go go gauchos. Fighting artichokes at Scottsdale Community College. I didn't know there was more than one community college. Yeah, there's. I thought there was just United States Community Paradise College. Valley, Scottsdale, whatever. One of them. One of them over there is fighting artichokes. I really thought that, hilarious name, by I, the way. I think. Wait, Glendale is fighting artichokes. No, Glendale no? gauchos. Yeah. Yeah. Scottsdale, I'm pretty sure. We're getting right. confirmation from outside source. I got the wires crossed. Yeah. But uh, anyway, played on the Gauchos. We're getting to the story of how I'm named Gator, by the way. I run in. I come in there, and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm a shortstop. I learned my lesson. I'm not a third baseman. Can't make the throw. So I said, they're like, what, what position do you play? I was like, shortstop. And I'm like, all right, cool. We don't have a shortstop. Surprising because everyone wants to be a shortstop. But, hey, I filled the void. I did, I did the duty, and I, at the time, I want to say it was a third baseman. 
So shortstop, third baseman, you know, kind of right next to each other. Became friendly. I was like, oh, hey, I used to be third baseman. Talked to this guy. His name Tanner. And I yeah, found out. Tanner's aunt was third baseman. Tanner's yep. aunt. And uh, I talked to him, and he's like, I found out he was going to the same school I was going to. He lived in the same city, same town. And uh, I didn't know anybody. And we just started talking. And one way, I think I might have worn like a Florida Gator shirt or something. I don't know how it happened, but he saw that I had Florida Gator apparel on or supported the Gator team, right? And He's he, of the swamp. I am of the swamp. I was born in Florida. Parents both diehard Florida fans, both graduated alumni. Um, and he, his family is a Georgia Bulldog supporting group, which clashes with the Gators. So he decided to call me a gator once and he said well, you know what let's i'll call you gator you call me dog you know we'll kind of have like that little friendly competition thing going on like nickname kind of thing it's like all right whatever and that was like two days before school is supposed to start so i'm the brand new kid going to school and tanner goes hey gator and i was like and thus and thus a star was born the star was born Too bad every the dog thing didn't stick though you I know i know i mean I think it's I dropped one the ball sided. on that one, <laughs> honestly. But, uh, yeah, so everybody in school was like, wait, what's his name? Gator? They, I don't know if they thought it was funny or cool or what, but most people, even up until late high school, did not know my real name. They knew me strictly by Gator because other people heard that I was called Gator, so called me Gator. And that puppy has stuck, and I think that will stick until I... I'm in the dirt. Six feet under. So I'm six feet under. And my parents and my grandparents all call me Gator more than my real name. So it's weird. It's weird. But, you know, I don't introduce myself as Gator. But if I'm with Danny or, for example, when I met his grandparents for the first time, I said, hey, my name's Alec. And then they're like, oh, hey, Alec, nice to meet you, whatever. And Danny goes, no, 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 Gator. And then they're like, oh, you're Gator? Because Danny <laughs> doesn't refer to me as Alec ever. Um, Not really. So, Gator it is. So, you'll probably... That's who I am, I suppose. Yeah. Call me whatever you want, but... Gator. It's funny, because the, the go-to, like, the way that people figure out that his name is Gator is we introduce ourselves to people. I'm Danny. He says, I'm Alec. And then, as we go about our business, I say, hey, Gator. And they're like, yep. who the hell's Gator? And we're like, well, he's Gator, but... And most people think it's Alec Gator. That's how I got it, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> I wish it mistaken. was so bad. Though. I mean, it could be. It works. It certainly fits, but it's 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 the Tanner's aunt. Shout out Tanner's aunt. Shout out. He originated my. Boy. He originated my uh, my nickname, I suppose. My my true identity. Gator. And that plays well into sports because Gator's involved in baseball as like you know the form of like grounding a ball or, and then in volleyball it's a slang term for like a tricky up like a tricky dig where you like you use both palms of your hands and it bounces off your palms it's kind of funny it's kind of weird but it's called a gator and like so people in the volleyball world thought that's how i got my name because i i tend to do it a lot as a coincidence but it's not it's tanner's aunt and let's continue the gator trend i then started a business and used the word gator in the name i don't know if i want to disclose my business name yet but, it's uh, it's not 
called. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it probably will slip out between here and there, but you know, it's it's uh, it has the word Gator in it, and Tanner's aunt. It's Gatorade. Uh, hey, maybe, maybe started not. Started a humble little, <laughs> humble, <laughs> humble little uh, humble company brand. No. no, shout out Gatorade though. That thing has helped me in the blistering heat, as you mentioned earlier. Um, in baseball, I I actually like one one time at practice, I uh, caught a ground ball off the chin. Like I was, it was like some weird We've drill. All done it. Some weird drill where like they would give you like a a slow ball to like charge. And then just a rocket, like, and I of course I charged it, threw it, threw it to first, and then just a blazing hard fungo, right, right, like one hop off the wrist, like dead to the chin, and like nice. I almost got, I I swear, like hit me right in the right in the button, like and I almost like felt like I almost got knocked out, but like I did, but I was woozy and like all these things, and then you know I decided to play through it because. Tough boy, I'm a little, I'm, I was a little little guy, so I had to kind of tough everything out. I had to work harder than everybody. Developed this cannon of an arm somehow, and I kept playing hard through that whole practice. And like I wound up like near heat stroke, and Gatorade saved my life. <laughs> so <laughs> thank quite. you, Gatorade. So shout out Gatorade. But um, how did you? I never understood how you maintain the arm though, because we're the same size, and I started off with a with a lightning rod. I mean, I started off with a canyon and by like, seriously, by like halfway through high school, my arm was just shot. I was done. There was no uh-huh. muscles to back up the like whip motion that was keeping my throws fast. Uh, I wish I could tell you. It's not like I have better timing because timing is not really I mean, a being thing. being a catcher and a little one at that, that was the best part. It's because like people want to steal all over me. They're like, oh, this catcher's 12. I'm going to steal second and third at the same time. Yeah. And like, I'm hosing you before you get halfway there. Like I would stand up and like, you know, from the time I was in like, I think eighth grade, I started putting it there on a line. And by like midway through high school, it was a, it was a piss rod. (laughs) It was a lightning beam. It was a rocket ship to the moon. And by like, by my junior year, it was like, I cried every day at practice. (laughs) Arm's gonna fall off. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I maintained it. I definitely, definitely <clears throat> needed to strengthen it if I wanted any success on, on the team. That guy's a young, smaller guy, younger than everybody. Definitely need. That was my. That was my. I needed to have it. There was no other option. If I was, if I had a average arm, because I wasn't big, I couldn't hit. Like I was never the home run hitter. I was always like a leadoff. Like. My, my sophomore year, my sophomore year, I hit one ball out of the infield. Yeah, that, me too. Like I was, I somehow always found my way between, you know, third or short or first and second, like and just right. squeeze my way out there and then made it on base. I probably hold the record for getting walked at our high school too. I swear to God, I got beaned at least once a day. During like once a game, almost. I'm well, not quite. I only got hit once. I I got beaned so often that my coach like, I like got so used to it. He's like, just take it. Just go like, out there. Go, go out like, there and wear he one. Would put me up like, he would have me be lead off because I had such a high on base percentage. But like mostly because I got I got beaned, <laughs> and uh, 
and then somehow squeeze my way into the like into the gaps and then as i grew up you know sort of got strength but like i'm by no means a was I ever or still am not a big guy not 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 muscular not i'm pretty lanky I'm pretty skyscraper but you know not a whole lot of meat on bones not a whole lot but somehow i could generate some sort of power and I think it is the length factor. I might have been. It's a whipping. I de- you know, it's I'll, like lag. You know, what I think it, it lag. Good, good, uh, good analogy there. I actually had a pitching coach. What was his last name? First name for that matter. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby. If it's not Bobby, we're gonna go with Bobby. Right. I'm pretty sure it's Bobby. And he was a ex Pepperdine pitcher. And at the time, I was like, you're the coolest guy on the planet. Pepperdine pitcher. Or else you get a pitch. Exactly. So he was my pitching coach. And he taught me pretty much everything I needed to know about how to throw a baseball right and how to have a successful pitching career when I wasn't playing short. And I, on it, I, he just he honestly taught me how to use my legs. Like That was a concept I had never really thought of. I was like, oh, you throw with your arm, that's how you do it. But... Yeah, yeah, I never do with my got, legs. As a, he's like, as a small guy, you got to use everything you can. Momentum. I guess that answer. That's where my arm went. I guess. Because somehow I maintained it, but... I was just using the wing. <laughs> it's interesting we're talking so much about this, like... I was say, it's really turned into a baseball podcast yeah, quick. it did. But, hey, that's kind of what we're about. We're just talking about who we are and what we do, what we did. And all this was before we finished high school. <laughs> like, that's true. I, I quit baseball, then quit... I, yeah, I stopped playing baseball my right before my sophomore year of high school started like I, I decided you know what no more baseball only volleyball now my sophomore year so mm-hmm. all that happened as a youngin we're pretty serious about it though both of us oh yeah big time i um, was like you know baseball was was the thing for a little bit yeah. and then when i got into high school started and i decided hoops yeah, I just well, I mean, basketball was always the basketball is my first love, main, main focus. If you, and if so you would. I stopped having the time to put into baseball when I started putting all my time into basketball right. in high school, right. and so baseball seemed no longer. Well, that was the other thing is that I didn't put any of the time in. So like all the other guys that are playing fall ball are right, getting these yeah. starting positions, and I'm just showing up the day before like, the season starts. Like, all right, I'm, uh, here I go. Yeah. Uh, and so it, you know. I was like, you know, I, you know, basketball season ends, and the next day I'm taking baseballs off the chest. I'm not really What's into up it. With that? Yeah. Um, so then I put everything into basketball, and then senior year rolled around, and I decided, you know what, I'm not going to the pros. Uh, <laughs> I've been well. The summer before my senior year, I was scouted by one Division three school for hey, basketball. There you go. And I'm hanging my hat on that. that <laughs> but uh, my senior year, I just decided, you know what, um, I'm doing me this year. Because that's just the kind of guy I am, you know. You, you do you well. Well, I put it all in. That's when I started the mountain bike game. That's the when I. That's when I really game. dove into the mountain bike game. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I decided like I'm taking a victory lap this year. Why wouldn't you? I'm not running any suicides this year. Don't feel like it. I'll tell you what. Probably the most subconscious factor that made me stop playing baseball was morning workouts. I did one sort of kind of half preseason of morning workouts and I was like this sucks why would I do this I went to one morning workout in my entire high school career because the head varsity coach uh, Big Joe Big Joe he told me I had to be there or I was not playing that year 
it must have been I think it was my sophomore year he told me I had to be there that morning or I was not playing and I show up and they say today we're having a three on three basketball tournament and I have never been so angry oh, in my life I was score. like it's 5am <laughs> and you got me out here playing basketball against the baseball kids not a chance this is a joke man put me up with some real competition well, maybe we'll talk I mean <laughs> I could have stayed in bed and still won this tournament <laughs> But you know what? I, it got me through the season. You made it on the team. Caught me on the field. All right. You definitely <clears throat> upped your chances. I think you just like okay, who's this guy that balls? You're right. <laughs> I don't want a bunch of sissies out here. Yeah. I want to see a guy that can put the ball in the bucket. That's right. We need athletes. We don't need baseball players. We need a dynamic. Yep. Skilled athletes. People that know how to handle a team and how to be faced with adversity. With That's a sport right. that they don't typically play. Work out of your comfort zone, but little do they know that you were a It was my comfort zone. Exactly. You were right in your wheelhouse. I was a five five force to be reckoned with. You had you on had the, the basketball shot, court. If, I do, if I if I'm not mistaken, you had you had quite That's the shot. That's the main weapon. Shoot a shoot. That's why you sign off like that. That's makes, the main weapon right makes there. Makes sense. If you got no jumper, you got no life. <laughs> Gotta pay the bills somehow. Jumper's the best way to do it. <laughs> Don't need to get roughed up on. Also, that's that was the one component of basketball that I was not a fan of was getting roughed up when you're trying to get get to the basket. So I always tried to shoot, but for whatever reason, I never had it. Didn't have the magic. You either got it or you don't. It's it's only for a select few. Bomber don't whatever man. <laughs> What's that from? I have no idea, but it's funny. That's from something. Bomber don't whatever man. That's like a commercial. I don't blank It's funny though. Uh, Somebody it. out there knows what I'm talking about. Let us know. Bomber don't. Whatever, man. Did you ever make the Instagram account? I made the Twitter, but I don't remember what the yeah. what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's coming in hot. Oh, at Palma Life. There we at go. At Palma Life. Catch uh, it on the gram. Also, maybe if you're listening to this by uh, in the future, you you'll the uh, our website is palma.life. That's the URL. So you could probably find all our stuff on there if you're wondering. But um, you know. It's pretty fresh, so not much is on it. We don't have a website. We just have we own the domain, and we're gonna build it. But we have busy lives. It's a blank canvas. The world is our oyster. It's gonna be cool. I'm excited about it. We're just kind of gonna be a a collection of what what Danny and I are into, and we have a we have this feeling that many many people might be into the same things that we do, or might have interest in what we like. So it's kind of just if you're inter- if you're into it. Check it out if you're not. Live your life. But, um, so, yeah, I got my name Gator. And then, that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, we're somewhere okay. in there. And then uh, I started uh, playing. We're kind of taking a long way around right now, but that's that, fine. This is what this is about. We're trying to, they're trying to get to know us a little bit. You're right. Hey. Um, so, you know, then I started playing volleyball in eighth grade with a group of people that were my actual age and the grade below me and I played in my tried out from middle school loved it played did great and then I was like oh you can do this travel you can like play club let's try that out so then I started playing club volleyball fear volleyball club shout out um and you know that kind of introduced me to the surf the surf scene even though in Arizona like the a popular 
a popular culture to be involved with in volleyball for whatever reason, especially indoor, was surfing. I don't know why that connection. It's probably based out of California, like comes from the California like lifestyle, you know, surf, skate, whatever. But that's kind of what introduced me to surfing. I'd always skateboarded growing up, but that that's kind of a different different vibe, if you will. Yeah, surfing just came before all of that for me, so I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know where I don't know where the volleyball link is. Neither. There. It makes no sense to me, but there was you were every anyone everyone was wearing like Ruka or Quicksilver shirts or whatever you know, just repping the the brand and the graphic tees to practice and uh, like growing up playing baseball, like you wore your practice shirt, like you wore. You had one option. You had, yeah, you wore the you wore the. The T-shirt with the the team name on it that wasn't your jersey. Yep. And or a version of the shirt, but like you didn't like freely wear what you wanted to wear. At least in the clubs I played with, or the like, especially Boulder Creek, you had a uniform you had to wear. Right. So, um, yeah, pra- we had practice jerseys, right? Yeah, we had like a we had like a uh, like a dry fit shirt that we wore to practice. That's right. Yeah, and everyone wore it, and if you didn't wear, it, I think you had to do extra field work or run or some something i maybe i'm just making that up but i feel like that probably i make it would it wouldn't surprise me let's put it that way um but anyway got into like the volleyball scene which is a little more free-spirited and, and um kind of was supportive of like what i like to do outside of sports i suppose i mean surfing's technically a sport but like i that lifestyle you know like the the beach front like kind of easy going vibe whatever you want to call it um really appealed to me and i just kind of dove into that culture started wearing all that stuff you know and to this day i'm sitting here at what time is it 10 10 40 something it's middle of the night it's middle of the night and i'm i what i wore to work today was a hurley golf shirt like hurley polo shirt golf shirt whatever and you it's know one of those hurley like i'm I'm wearing that, like still to this day. I have a love for the that kind of culture. So, as Danny's sitting across from me in a, uh, in my Volcom sweatshirt. So thanks for the cop. Appreciate that. Looks good. It's cold in here. I like it. <laughs> I got cold. something. I think I got. I think I got. You're wearing some sort, but like I got a Ruka shirt on. Ruka shirt on exactly. So, it's just part of kind of what that represents, kind of who we are, and we kind of hope to put our little twist on that culture as well with Palma. So. Um, Anyway, back to volleyball, I suppose. Started playing competitively around the world with the club, and uh, not around the world, around the country. I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't realize you did a whole <laughs> no, lot of international travel. We didn't travel. go international, but we played, it with international, we played against international teams. Um, this is America. This is the melting pot. Yeah, exactly. Every team's an international you team. You bet. Or, or mixed salad. What's, or whatever. You or salad bowl? Mixing salad bowl. bowl? That's the one. Salad bowl? Um... Uh, yeah, and then we started playing pretty competitively still, and I kind of just hit my growth spurt a little bit, and, you know, found my way while playing baseball that maybe volleyball is more my speed, you know, I was starting to get a little burnt out of, all, out of baseball, played it my, a whole lot of it all year round for many years, and then just kind of found my little comfort zone in volleyball and decided to pursue that route um played that till through through high school then first year at asu played played there and in my junior year 
junior year, broke my left arm pretty severely. Yep. And ever since, I like had healed, had surgery the whole nine, but I could play still. But then I got into college, and the big boys started playing like actual men now, not just like high school, like not to, silly nannies. Like I mean, granted, the talent was talent. They were they were still damn good, but the there's something about when you get men, grown men, twenty one year old man strength. Something about it teed my teed my arm right off. <laughs> That's a curse I, we have in this family. To this day, we have matching shattered we, left arm bones. Left, our left arms are not strong. Let's put it that way. It's not. Our, it's they're not sad. Our, they're, they've been broken. And uh, if you ever get into a street fight, with left us. arm, left arm's a weak spot. It's yeah. our Achilles heel. And uh, so I took a I. And uh, so in high school, I played libero and in club and all that, and libero. had my success and got some offers and whatever. But didn't want to pay out state tuition because there's virtually no scholarships for club volleyball or volleyball and, and at the university level. So I was like, no, I don't want to play. I don't pay UC tuition. So I'll. Uh, I actually did get offered a full ride out of state. I turned it down. Dude. I got Sun Devils in my blood, so. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I can't do it. Maroon and gold. Gotta drop it. So I stayed, stayed in Arizona, you know, did my thing. And then I in college, I decided to play uh, up in the net out, or opposite, <clears throat> which, to my demise, blocking was the, the dagger that did it. So sad. And throughout the time, played golf with my dad here and there my whole life same with Danny and at that time we sparked the connection I uh like he was kind of mentioning getting bringing it back into why I started talking to bring this story Wait, back I thought you were gonna t- I thought you were gonna tell the story that's where I'm going okay sorry um uh when we we I was a roommate with Jake and Jake was like hey I'm gonna get Dan- I'm gonna get lo- I he and I usually would eat lunch together or eat dinner together or whatever as roommates do in as your freshman year kind of don't really know what's right. going on so kind and of this was this was an inevitable clash because like jake is i'm pretty sure that like 90 percent of people actually think jake is like my brother like that we're blood right. related yeah you were boys boys in high school i mean we're, we're connected yeah. at the hip so this was an inevitable yeah it was it was predestined you know and uh so I was like, Jake, you want to get some lunch? And he's like, yeah, I'm getting lunch with Danny. You can come if you want. I was like, let's do it. And uh, we got lunch at Cafe Roma. And like first time in a long time seeing each other after playing baseball in the same club. And what's up, man? How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Did whatever. We all enjoyed the lunch. So we're like the very next day, uh, Jake was in some, I want to say biology lab. I don't That doesn't really matter. But he was in a class. And... We were all texting in a group chat and whatever, and like, uh, lunch again, whatever. Yeah, cool. Danny said, yeah. I said, yeah. Jake said, yeah. Uh, but Jake's like, I have class, so will you meet me at, um, what, I don't know. At, Jake kind of set us up on a blind date. He did. Will you meet me after class? And then uh, we were like, yeah, we're at class for me, and we'll meet you outside. And he texted the, the spot, and we, I sat on a bench, and coming up, and up comes Danny. He sits down on the bench next to me outside of Jake's class, and we just like don't know how 
that sparked the conversation of surfing or the surf culture, but whatever. But we really clicked on the power of the ocean and like what it's like I might to be, be like one billion percent making this up. But I think I was just wearing board shorts that day. I and I think you like, think I think right. you just called me out on it. I, like, I think you're like, I dig your board shorts. Yeah. And then we just went from there. And then, you know, I, we just started talking about how serene it is to be out in the ocean, you know, with the waves and you can feel the power and you started talking about nature and like how we like what we kind of liked about it and you know we had a lot of similarities and we got real deep real quick if i remember right um it's true i let the emotions run we just started talking about what you know what means what and what makes us tick exactly what drives us and a lot of things but it was eerily similar and we just like what like we both kind of knew like this, like I like, and this then guy. we did the woogity woogity. It's like we were rocket power. We were ro- and that, I think we actually talked about rocket <laughs> power, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it was, it was like something clicked, and till to this day, like you said, we. That's my brother. Yeah, we brought us, bro. Like it, it's hard to explain, but if you if you clip in, you clip in, which is another story, I suppose, you get into, but. Yeah, so then we pretty much spent every day together, if not hanging out. We were trying to pick up our uh, amateur skateboarding career. <laughs> we did. A, we, I took a real shot. We took a real shot at uh, reviving our skateboard careers. I mean, we like we said earlier, we both did it as, as a young age, and then we kind of got serious about sports, so we stopped. But and I mean, honestly, not bad at it because we both have like a natural balance thing because we're right. like into board sports and like exactly. anyone who like surfs and snowboards and all that. Like you, you gotta have some kind of like natural balance. You know how to. I mean, I ride sideways. a unicycle. I don't. I, I don't like just ride a unicycle around. <laughs> I can. I have an ability. <laughs> yeah. I just ev- everywhere I go, I I'm attached to a unicycle. No, I have the ability to ride a unicycle. I don't even own one. Okay. No. But you did ride thirty. How many miles? Thirty six. Thirty six miles. Don't shortchange me for a thousand dollars for my Easy church. Money. Easy when money. I was. I was. A, I mean, I was a child at that point. Easy money. I was like in eighth grade, maybe. That's a score. That is a chafe. You never really, <laughs> you never really outrun. But anyways, so I mean, both decent at skateboarding, just naturally, like without any yeah. practice, we were able to pick it up again pretty quick. But like, you know, not nothing to, you know. I'm the right home about. <laughs> That's what we like to say. <laughs> so you know, we had to let that one go. It was a sad day, but. Um, I also we liked it. shattered the living heck out of my arm <laughs> on my snowboard and, and we, we decided to just keep skating in the cast. Soft cast, even. Right. Even worse, in my opinion. I was I didn't love it, but I remember you took a slam or two on it. I learned I could have swore you rebroke words of Kevin Hart. I learned today. <laughs> <laughs> you you uh you had one or two good ones that I could have sworn were going to the hospital. <clears throat> yeah, those were kind of the, they were kind of like late onset career enders. Yeah, and uh, I think we both kind of realized like maybe our efforts are better, <laughs> better spent, spent elsewhere. elsewhere. Yeah. So we then once we kind of put put a 
put a nail in the coffin on trying to pursue the skateboarding deal. We just kind of were like, I don't know how we were talking, we were talking about it, but we were like, we should play golf sometime. And we like, we're like, yeah, I love yeah. playing golf. And like, we didn't really know, we knew that about each other, but like, not really how much we both liked it until right. we and really like, knew. I, you know, I knew like, you know, I'm a good golfer. I thought, you know, maybe he's a scrub. You don't really want to sign yourself up to be always playing golf with some kid who blows. Exactly. And maybe you were thinking like, there's no way he's that. He's good. He's kind of a hooligan. Right. But, uh, we gave a shot. Smashed. Played the same. It was great. Had a lot of fun. And now we're golf partners. We're... We're a cart. We're a cart. You know, we both participated in summer golf a lot of summer golf in throughout high school like, that's the culture here arizona yeah. arizona summers Especially as a like a young teenager as a junior yeah you get you get the uh you get some crazy de- like you can prepay like a couple hundred bucks and you can play unlimited golf unlimited it's like the balls go-to activity yeah and uh you know we definitely took advantage of that we didn't play necessarily with each other but you you took advantage of it i took advantage of it we had some mutual friends that took advantage of it and we went hard and but kinda, it, went, it went far beyond i mean i picked up the club when oh, i was yeah. four yeah likewise but um, we both grew up in a country club the same one actually true yeah. uh but so i mean golf was golf was always around us from early on yeah i lived on the 12th hole at ironwood at anthem country club i don't anymore but I what did. hole did i live on uh what was that it's the one right before the par three. It's been a while. I can't remember. It's been a while. I just know I was on 12. Uh, front nine? Back nine. That will help. It's the back. I think it's tw- 14? No. Whatever. One of those. We'll figure that out. I should know what hole that I lived on. <laughs> yeah. That's a problem. It's it is what it is. It's all good. But by the way, hole twelve sucks. <laughs> Hardest hole on the course. Honestly, Number that one. whole course is it's a bullshit. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not the, it's not the juice, but yeah, it is the juice though. At the same time, it's has a special place oh it's a beauty it's an absolute beauty but like especially when you're like when you don't like have the long ball because you're like a kid you can barely make it over the little ravine it's not it's yeah yeah, nah yeah but i i loved it like i loved every second of it and i know you did too just took over lunch money every now and then yeah and that's like really where you because when you're like a little kid your dad won't let you play like he'll let you practice on the country club practice facility but he won't take you out on the country club course because you're not good enough and he takes you to like the, the like the local muni yeah. until you're good enough but then once you're good enough and you go play on the country club course you realize who who's really not that good <laughs> and that's where you learn like what putting actually is you're like True. oh actually it goes nowhere near the hole yeah most of the time and it goes up 14 billion miles per hour right you realize what it's like to play on a real course on us on something special for it's, sure. a, it's a rude awakening it i'm is. sure like i'm sure that's the transition where most people are like oh i hate golf <laughs> <laughs> oh people like this stuff right. yeah it's 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 for uh i don't know what just happened but 
Just I don't know where I left off right there, but I accidentally hit my I hit stop. So here we are. Keep going. That's gonna be a weird thing to look back at, but hopefully Novice. we have. Uh, as I mentioned Dinner. in the very beginning of this, I'm quite upset with Guitar Center right now. Rookie. So we have uh, we have an interesting recording method going. Are you liking this? Like I'm. I, I kind of uh, we had a plan to share this microphone, but turns out just I completely commandeered it, and I'm kind of now talking into. I'm a performer. I'm I am the talent. This is what I do. You got the voice. I'm just here to boost your morale. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. So, I uh, we we went to Guitar Center. Okay, let's just give our two cents on Guitar Center, by the way, because I got some words. <laughs> so, we <laughs> we went to Guitar Center, right? Oh, first off, we drove. I drove up here for a work thing. Danny drove up. Like he he came in and sounds. So was like, all right, he's in town. Let's do this podcast thing. Let's do it right though. So we need some gear. The other night we did like this the the I suppose technically first episode, but this is episode one because it's full length. But we did the Dream Foursome bit, and in that bit I used a lapel mic, and Danny had the the full the full mic going, which was working great. Um, but we were like, it sounds funny having two different mics going. Like your quality is different than my quality. So I was like, all right. We're going to go do this right. I'm going to go to Guitar Center. I'm going to buy all the stuff. I'm going to get everything, the mixer, the, the microphone, the XLR cables, everything. So we bought it. I bought it. Walked out of the store, dropped a couple bones on the on the stuff, but, like, I was pumped. I was excited. We're going to have, a like, a, an awesome quality sound going. It's going to work great. We're gonna each going to be able to have our own microphones. It's all going to be perfect. And then when we go play in the course, we're going to both have our own lapel mics and we're going to videotape it. It's going to be awesome. So we get home, start setting everything up, and I realize well, the mixer doesn't have a power ca- a power adapter. That's kind of funny. How is that going to be powered? Like maybe through... Jesus. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So I was like, all right, let's try it out. Maybe it's supposed to work like that. Excuse me. Um, and... Uh, Sure enough, it's supposed to have a power power cable. So I called the guy and I was like, um, "I just bought this mixer and no power." And he's like, "Oh, my bad, dude." And I was like, "All right, let's fix it." Real professional, you know. He was super helpful in store, but he definitely dropped the ball. Well, he's fifty and he works at Guitar Center. Well, that's all you really need to. True, but nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but. But that's the level of... If you're going to do it, do it right. That's the level of hands-on attention to detail that you should expect. You know, if that's what you're... Yeah. Anyway, we'll leave it at that. And uh, anyway, call him. He's like, I'm staring at a brand new um, mixer. It definitely has the power cable. I looked in it. It's ready for you to come pick up if you want. I was like, all right. We didn't just go to Guitar Center and spend all this money to not record a podcast tonight because Danny's only in town for a couple days. Let's do this thing. So I drive back 30 minutes. It was, it was an endeavor. It wasn't just like, oh, let's hop up the street. It was, no, this was like, a, it was a this couple minutes drive. You know? it, was, it was substantial. And uh, he swaps it out. He's like, I'm so sorry. Whatever. It's all good. Figuring it out. Get back home with the power cable. Much to our surprise. 
maybe an hour later after trying to f- troubleshoot, nothing's working. Can't figure it out. Well, whoa, 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 Miss Lippy. <laughs> what you left at the part where we opened the box, and this is a completely different True. piece of equipment. The, the piece of equipment that I had previously opened, I thought, was the right one. <laughs> Apparently not. Because this new one matches the matches the picture on the box to a T, which I like. I like that we're getting. I like that what's on the outside of the box is inside the box. That's an improvement from the last one for sure. But uh, this one doesn't work, or some some piece of equipment that I purchased tonight, which was no a, which was an investment. No worky. So I'm a little peeved. Guitar Center, figure figure stuff out, okay? Like. I'm I'm open to try you out again. I think this relationship is mendable. I think we can fix it. But, but I'm it, certainly not happy. It's at the not in a good spot right now. You know, I we we went through all this effort and time to try to figure out how we could have the best possible um, setup for the best possible result. However, we so have hopefully a, by this time tomorrow, I'm. They open at 10 a.m. and guess where I'm gonna be at 10:01, inside the doors. So I believe it. I'll be there. I'm, I believe every I'm word. I'm pissed at him, but um, I'll probably be getting so a smoothie. Have, <laughs> we have an interesting setup going on. We have the main microphone, and then we have two backup. Well, it was intended to be two backup. Uh, lapel mics going that we would I'm be just not realizing I'm still I'm site. also wearing one of you the lapels have, you have your lapel I'm mic. fully mic'd you're fully you're double mic'd yeah but as a as a conversation we kind of got a little crowded up near the the main microphone so we just I kind of just made this contraption with a, a mini tripod and a lapel mic to kind of create my own little microphone here but uh it's working are you you're, you're comfortable right I'm rock solid yeah me too so yeah, I mean, we're just kind of doing our thing. But, yeah, we're hoping to uh, to hit the links tomorrow and probably... What are you going to shoot tomorrow? Mm, it's tough. 63? 64? <laughs> oh, boy, bringing heat. No, I'm probably going to be... I'm hoping I break 90. That'd be good. That'd be real. But you know what? It's, that's kind of my usual. That's like... That's like expected for sure so alright call my shot well we don't know where we're playing that's gonna matter that is gonna matter you're right but but I mean don't go soft here so you know every time I step out there I think people expect to see something in the low 70s sure you definitely look like you got it let's put it that way um tomorrow if I can keep it under 105 I will be a happy a happy man <laughs> I don't think you're gonna have a problem with that I'll no, tell you what I would like I would I'm going to shoot an 85 tomorrow I love that you just called your shot I'm going to shoot an 85 I'm not gonna be stoked because an 85 is not but you good by you any stretch but I'm not gonna be angry I'll tell you what I'm planning not to just one up you or two up you so I dare you to say 84 right now. <laughs> I was thinking. 80, I dare you to I say. I was thinking 83, but that's a good day. But to be fair, I've been been hitting him well lately. If I can figure out, 
if, I, if we can play a decent course, I, I might have a chance. Let's see what we got. Got some text messages coming in. Anyway. <clears throat> Where are we playing tomorrow? That's a good... I wish we had, a, like, a live poll going on so we could get some suggestions. Where do you think we're going to wind up? Let's put it that way. It feels like we're going back to the home course, but I'd say there's still a small chance that we end up somewhere wacky. Somewhere not typical. Per- right. Yeah, where, where, where price meets uh, quality is where we're trying to find. We're trying to find the best value out here because it's tough. As Danny mentioned earlier, prices are rising. It's not cheap out here. Anywhere worthwhile is over $50 right now, like, at all, per person. So, like... Right. And it's still hot. Yeah, and it's you not st- like, And, like, you probably won't finish yeah, at those times. Exactly. Like, anywhere... Like, True North, for example, starting at lowest price, like, 4 p.m. tee off, sunsets at 6, is 136 bucks. Like... To just go shoot a hundred on nine holes. Yeah, or like and have a heat stroke. Yeah, good luck. Like that's ridiculous. So we're trying to find the best bang for our buck over here. We'll see what happens. Long story short, put the grass underneath the ball, hit in the hole. I'm taking 85 strokes. Good. And uh, we we plan to do a a podcast while we're doing it. We plan on it. At yeah. least. I mean, that's that's if I don't rip off my lapel at Mike and throw it in a lake. Or, or just, yeah. But if, I mean, if we're on pace for 85, I'll keep my cool. It'll be fine. You'll figure I, it out. I'm going to block my first tee shot. Who, who yeah. I'm, Whatever. I'm going to aim dead left, like at the cart, and uh, take a full swing, and it's going to end up right down the center. I'll, Whatever, whatever right takes. down Main whatever Street. It takes. Also, no promises on profanity. Uh, there might be a couple the, words to slip through from uh, one or the golf podcast is going to be a little more dicey. It's gonna be a little more racy. Yeah, it's gonna have. It's, it's not, high stakes. It's high stakes. It's golf. It's serious stuff. You don't watch a Jason Bourne movie where they only play. Songs by Taylor Swift. It's no. just not how you know. It's Things just, happen it, in that. It doesn't exactly. It's real. It's a battle. It's us against the course. It's war. Yeah. Golf is war. Yeah. Exactly. It's. I mean, people think that golf is peaceful. People think that it's you know for retired folk. Maybe for some. Golf Maybe. is not relaxing. No, it puts you. It it tests you. It, it makes you know, it makes you know and find out who you really are, what you're made of. Golf is a heated test of manhood and will. <laughs> oh man! But you know what? Whatever golf course I'm playing tomorrow, you can test this 85 all the way to the bank. <laughs> all right, 85. I'm pumped. I think we're gonna gonna be interesting how we're gonna figure out the logistics of having a podcast while playing golf but i'm ready i want to try it you know we might do two maybe we'll i don't know we'll figure it out it's gonna be on the fly off the cuff but maybe it's two episodes front nine back nine maybe Ooh. to keep the file like keep files i don't know logistics will be a test so it might not work out but for all intents and purposes 
you're, you're going to figure out what goes on and how it goes. So, um, at any rate, we're going to tee off tomorrow, and it's we'll gonna see be, you out uh, there. It's going to be something. I'm going to figure this plan B debacle out. What plan B? Plan B. We're in China. We're in China. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was we during our skateboarding days in college. Boy, did we watch some skateboarding videos. We tried to just get better by osmosis. Exactly. We, we Osmo, tried to immerse. Osmo, Osmo, osmosis? Osmo, osmosis? Sure. I'll just let it, I'll let it fly. I don't Phone think it's wrong. Osmosis? We're getting yes. Nod, we're getting head nods over there. Cool. We've been, we've been, this has been fun. I'm enjoying this. We could either wrap this up soon or just keep keep going, but long well, form. You do have a, a, you got a 10 o'clock dance. I have a 10 o'clock battle. I'm going to bring all my guns and we still have a, a journey yet to make this evening you're right it might be in our best interest to wrap this puppy up soon but but we're gonna see you out there on the blades tomorrow that's right it's it's gonna be something um episode one the palma podcast here we, we're here we did it hope you enjoyed it i guess we're signing off signing off shoot or shoot shoot or shoot over and out that's a wrap